Welcome to another hour of Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Eric Glissmeyer, and this hour highlights Utah Symphony and Utah Opera's upcoming Opera Hits program on July 20th. Every summer, for nearly a decade, the symphony closes shop in Utah's capital and heads off to the mountains for the Deer Valley Music Festival. There, families can lay out a blanket and picnic before a concert begins, watch the sunset as the symphony takes the stage and hear repertoire from Michael Jackson to Claude Debussy. Utah opera has often been part of the festival, too, staging light operas like Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore and featuring local opera stars and the Utah Opera Chorus. Joining me in the studio right now are mezzo-soprano Seychelle Clavery and pianist Thomas Claussen. I'll chat with them in just a little bit, but let's get started with an aria from the opera Carmen. Oh! <laughs> 
Listening to Highway 89 live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Eric Blissmeyer, and that was Sichel Clavery performing Bizet's Habanera. Sichel, you've been artist in residence with Utah Opera for the last year and will be for another year. Yes. What exactly does that mean to be an artist in residence? Well, it is a program designed for young singers to um, go from college studies or any kind of music studies that they would um, engage in into a professional career because that's hard, like in any career, but uh, it is also true in opera. And uh, what they do is to um, give performance opportunities like supporting roles on the main stage or covering main roles for the main stage as well. And uh, as, um, alongside with uh, coachings and master classes and other sorts of, um, of uh, classes to keep training because we're, we're in the process of becoming fresh professional singers. So, um, so that's basically it. And we do also outreach. There's a lot of performance opportunities as well. As part of this assignment as artist in residence, you've had to perform in some pretty rural parts of Utah, even yes. in one-room schoolhouses, <laughs> right? Yeah, with like 10, ten kids, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's yes. very, very small groups sometimes. Yeah. You once did 12 of these performances in just five days. I'm yeah. wondering what that was like. Um, it, is, it is very demanding to sing for children, because they don't lie. If they're bored or something, they're going to show it. So you have to, um, to keep their attention with the music mostly. I mean, uh, we play around. We actually improvise a lot in, in our group. After, after three months, we, we knew each other very well. So we would play jokes with each other to keep it fresh. And the kids react so well. And, um, and it's, it's really... Um, enjoyable to see the kids react to the music and uh, comedy or the drama that is going on on stage. And um, so what we do is uh, a game show for, for the kids. We do several pro- programs for, you know, the age ranges. But for the, for the small kids, we do something like uh, who wants to be an opera star, uh, you know, reminding who wants to be a millionaire. Sure. And uh, so we, uh, we are on podiums and we uh, answer questions about opera. That, that way we teach the kids about opera. And then we do, like, who, who can hold the longest note? So we are, you know, singing our heart out and, uh, and counting the minutes that we can hold the longest note. The, the kids just love it. And, um, and then we hear them singing in the hallways. 
and uh, we get mail, you know, with drawings of music, music notes, and uh, singers. Oh, that's fantastic! So, yes. so you feel like you're making some sort of an impact, and I uh, do. I was actually in a in an audition in California, in LA, and. Um, the, the guy behind me who was also auditioning saw my luggage with a Utah tag, and he was like, oh, you are from Utah? And I'm like, well, I'm working there for Utah Opera. I'm from Utah, too, and, and uh, Utah Opera went to my school when I was little, and they were singing opera, and I was so shocked, and I'm here now. I'm an opera singer, and I'm auditioning. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is, I'm, I'm planting a seed. It's yeah. lovely. It's wonderful to be a part of something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, it is. You're originally from Mexico City, is that That's right? That's right, yeah. And it doesn't snow a lot in Mexico City. Pretty rare for that to ever happen. Yeah. How have you adjusted to the winter here in, in Utah? Uh, well, it was a mild winter for... Well, that's true. This one was <laughs> pretty pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And I also lived uh, seven years in Houston, Texas. We, we, like It snowed like once, <laughs> and it stayed there for like half, half an hour or something. So... Um, it's been nice. It was terrifying for me to drive for the first time on the snow. Yeah. But uh, when you're not used to it, that can be a little bit scary. That can be scary. But um, but I mean, it's wonderful. The mountains just make it all better. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Well, it's nice to have you here, and Thank you. Uh, certainly it's it's fantastic to have you singing for us this evening. Uh, let's have some more music now. Something by Leonard Bernstein from Candide. It's a piece called I Am Easily Assimilated. Once more, we're hearing from mezzo-soprano Seychelle Clavery and at the piano, Thomas Claussen. I was not born in sunny Hispania. My mother came from Ruvuno Gubernia. But now I'm here, I'm dancing a tango. I am easily assimilated. I am so easily assimilated. I never learned a human language. My mother spoke a high middle Polish. In one half hour, I'm talking Spanish. Por favor, toreador. I am easily assimilated. I am so easily assimilated. It's easy, it's ever so easy. I'm Spanish, I'm suddenly Spanish. And you must be Spanish too, like the natives do these days. You have to be in the majority to slow. Oh. 
love that music. It's from Candide by Leonard Bernstein. I am easily assimilated. And we heard mezzo-soprano Seychelle Clavery and pianist Thomas Clausen. This is Highway 89 live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Eric Glissmeyer, and this hour highlights Utah Symphony and Utah Opera's Opera Hits program at the Deer Valley Music Festival in Park City, Utah. Time now to chat a little bit with our pianist, Thomas Clausen. Tom, tonight you're playing the piano, but for the Deer Valley performance, you'll be on stage singing in the opera chorus. And you've been with the chorus for a good while, nearly 15 years. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. What's been your favorite Utah opera production when you've sung in the chorus? You know, it's hard for me to pick just one. Um, Turandot is a huge favorite of mine. That The music was just so massive, and the artistry that was going on was just amazing. Um, but in terms of participation and chorus participation, Grapes of Wrath has to be the top for me. Um, the chorus was given so many meaningful roles, and for me, as a Midwestern, I could really just really zone in and just identify with the music and with the story that was going on. Um, and so that was that was an amazing show for me. Have you always been an opera fan? No, I haven't. Um, I've come late to to opera, and I've come. The bug has bitten me late in life, basically. Um, I I really didn't ever go see an opera until I came to Utah, and until my wife Carolyn got me sort of hooked on it and into the music and into shows. So um, it's 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 wonderful. Going back to the upcoming opera hits program. What do you like about the Deer Valley Music uh, Festival performances? Um, I just like, personally, that they're live and they're out in the open. For me, there's something magical that happens when you're out in the open, you're out of, the, out of your normal environment and out of kind of a, you know, the, the halls that we designate for music performance. Sure. And so they take on this, this vitality in life, for me, that's just really amazing. What were the early Deer Valley opera productions like? Um, so the ones, are you, are you talking about the Gilbert and Sullivan? Yeah, ones? I think so. They, yeah. they started, they, they, uh, what would they do? HMS Pinafore, the right. Mikado. Yeah, I think uh, we did all. Pirates too, maybe. Or... Um, they were the top for me. I mean, we, we got to be so involved with them. And I, I sort of joke with my wife and my family that there's nothing better than putting on tights and dancing and singing, <laughs> you know, up, up there. But it's, it's wonderful. And, you know, again, there's just I, when I walk into that Snow Park Lodge and I can smell it, I, I know that, that it brings back all of that to me. So I just I love that experience. Yeah. Um, those are personal experiences with that. Yeah, it's, we're so fortunate to have the mountains so close to us and to, to experience the, we are. the fresh air and yeah. just the scenery with all that music is, mm-hmm. is wonderful, isn't it? It is. Well, thanks for talking with me. I'll, I'll let you make your way back to the piano, and we'll get ready to hear one of the best-known arias from American opera, Summertime from Porgy and Bess. Once again, mezzo-soprano Seychelle Clavery and Thomas Klassen at the piano on Highway 89.
Summertime from Porgy and Bess, music by George Gershwin. And you're listening to Highway 89, live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. We heard mezzo-soprano Seychelle Clavery, and at the piano we had Thomas Claussen. I'm Eric Glissmeyer, and I'm speaking once again with Seychelle Clavery. As a mezzo-soprano, you're sometimes cast in trouser roles, which is opera speak for a male character performed by a woman. Uh How has that challenged you? Um, (laughs) Well, that's the the fun part, right? um, Preparing for those roles is my favorite part of the process sometimes because um, there's a lot of research of uh, physicality and movement that has to go into it. I remember the, f- the first time I had to do a pants role, I was in college, and uh, my first role was um, a medieval warrior for Handel's Rinaldo, and um, I was like, how do I go about this, you know, and, you know, my college was, well, just go and observe men, I'm like, well, yeah, of course, um, luckily for me, I've always had a fascination for observing people, it's just, uh, I mean, no judging, just, you know, appreciation of, of people, they're just fascinating, so it was not hard for me, but then I was like, but man, just, they just have another anatomy. I have these hips. I don't know what to really? do with them. You know? <laughs> yeah. So um, I decided to observe women who uh, didn't move like very feminine, you know, what we consider feminine. So I took my, my medieval warrior from my geology teacher who was very tall and, you know, very square and, uh, and you know, very tough with her movements. And I just observed, I didn't pay attention to geology class, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and for my second role, it was uh, Massenet Cherubin, which is another take on Cherubino, right. the famous um, uh, role by Mozart. And, uh, and I was lucky to find on campus this girl she was wearing this, you know, mix of old and new, like jeans and then a vest and then like an early 20th century uh, jacket or something. She, she looked like Oliver Twist and she was like <laughs> just walking like a boy. It was like, she's perfect. So I followed her around everywhere. And I was like, okay, how does she peel an apple? And she started to like, she spread her legs a little bit more and just be very rude with her movements. And so I studied her until she got mad at me. Uh, but anyways um, but in the end it's all about nuances because you don't want to play a boy you want to play the emotion you want to play the situation the character finds himself in so you don't want to be a caricature of a man you you want to you want to be nuanced and authentic in what's going on well that's very interesting I'd never thought of preparing for a pants role that way (laughs) I think it sounds like it's worked out perfectly yeah I I think it is (laughs) what role um do you dream of performing someday? Wow. I think, you know, the holy grail from Metzos is, is Carmen, of course. Yeah. Um, it's a very special role. It's also very uh, terrifying because it's very hard to make it your own since very big luminaries have, you know, make a huge mark on that role. Yeah, so it's pe- hard to... People have it in their mind, don't they, of how they yes, want the role to be performed. Exactly. So you, wanna, you don't want to insult anyone and you want to you know, kind of please everyone, but you <laughs> want to also be your own artist and do it you know, the way you do it. So I think I have to mature for that role a lot. And also uh, Charlotte uh, by... Um, Verter. Uh is just a gorgeous role and based on a gorgeous um, novel, so... That's my dream role, too. <laughs> well, let's hear you sing again. Uh, sure. One of my favorite characters in all of opera, the feisty Rosina, talking about how she has fallen in love with someone named Lindoro. She also tells us how docile she is 
That is, unless someone crosses her. This is Una Voce Poco Fa from The Barber of Seville by Rossini, Seychelle Clavery, mezzo-soprano, and Thomas Claussen at the piano. Thank you. 
Voce Poco Fa, from The Barber of Seville by Joaquino Rossini. Well, we've come to the end of another episode of Highway 89. Seychelle, thanks for coming and, and singing for us. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Oh, lovely voice and just a beautiful, solid technique. So fun to listen to you. Thomas, thank you so much for coming and playing the piano. You're welcome. My pleasure as well. I know that both of you had uh, very little notice uh, on this, uh, this engagement, but you both did a very good job. Thank you. Thank you. Seychelle Clavery is a mezzo-soprano from Mexico City and currently an artist in residence at Utah Opera. Thomas Claussen, a rehearsal pianist for Utah Opera, and he has sung in the opera chorus for more than 15 years. Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We always welcome your comments and questions about our programming. And for information about this show, you can simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. And I'm Eric Glissmeyer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>